You're listening to ABC Radio. I'm Jonathan Gould. Thanks so much for your company this afternoon, wherever you're, wherever you're joining us around Australia. We really do appreciate it. Hopefully you're enjoying a safe and relaxing end to your weekend as mon- Monday slowly looms towards us. And with it, there's another major event looming, or it might have already arrived, depending on which state you're living in. It's a period of major transition for thousands of families. Thousands of households have been thrown into flux this week. And with it comes three words which are enough to send shivers down the spines of kids and parents alike. Back to school. (laughs) Those three words take me straight back to being a 16-year-old growing up in Launceston where my father would make fun of me for having to go back to school because he'd been working all summer. So I think it was his way of getting a little bit back um, as February slowly lurched towards us. Now, while the focus is usually on the kids, it's also a big deal for parents as well, especially for first-timers sending their young ones to preschool or kindy. For many families, up until this moment, the welfare of those kids has been entirely the responsibility of mums, dads and other carers. But according to recent research, and despite some progress in the past few years, the vast majority of that caring responsibility for little kids, for young children, seems to be falling on mothers. Parents at Work launched the National Working Family Survey last year and some 6,000 parents responded. It found that there are still barriers to paid parental leave for men and women tend to shoulder more of the burden of household labour. Emma Walsh is the founder and CEO of Parents at Work and she joined me a little earlier. So, Emma, what is the legal requirement for employers to offer male employees parental leave? Mm. It's a good question because there isn't actually a legal requirement for employers to pay their own paid parental leave. There is the government paid parental leave scheme, obviously, and that's the 18 weeks minimum wage statutory requirement that is administered by employers. Um, Now, the rights that are available for men and women differ. Um, The paid parental leave scheme from the government is set up primarily to support the mothers. And in particular, often it has been referred to as birth mothers too. Um, And it's to recognise that women who are giving birth to children need time off to recover um, and breastfeed and so on. Uh, If that eligible mother should choose to want to transfer some of that 18-week leave, uh, she may do so to a partner. Um, but it, it, it is her decision and her um, role to, to transfer that leave. There isn't an independent right for a um, male partner to apply for directly paid parental leave. There is a dad and partner pay provision, but that's, that's separate from the government's paid parental leave scheme. What proportion of fathers or, or male partners do take parental leave? Yes, look, at the moment, there's, you know, exact statistic is um, hard to um, put a finger on because there is a government scheme, as I said, that's available with dad and partner pay. We know that that's two weeks um, statutory minimum wage um, and that we know roughly that's accessed by roughly a third of new fathers. Um, there is, as I said, the ability to transfer the leave um, but the numbers and data collected from that, you know, is not known um, widely and not known to me. But roughly when we add up um, the employer leave as well, that uh, those employers that do pay, pay parental leave and, and make that accessible to both men and women, we know roughly it's somewhere around 5% of fathers taking paid parental leave. 
that's not a huge uh, that that ratio is actually pretty shocking. Why yes. do more dads not take parental leave? Is, is it because of what you've been speaking about, the, the systemic problem with how we think about parental leave? Is it also um, maybe an, a, a problem with attitude as well about fathers taking extended periods of leave? Do, it, does it point mm. in one direction or another in terms of the overriding reason for that, for that figure? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Um, the two primary reasons are access and financial. Mm-hmm. So access talks about, you know, how available are we making paid parental leave for fathers? How easy is it for them to take? Um, you know, are they eligible? We know that whilst employers might be progressive and have a paid parental leave scheme, we certainly know that for some employers that that's not readily made available to male employees. Um, and it should be said that only around well, less than 50% of Australian employers offer any paid parental leave benefit. So that means the majority of Australians are relying on the government's 18 weeks paid parental leave. And as I said, that's not easily accessible to men unless being transferred to them. So access is a problem um, and, you know, not, not having any significant length of time in their own right to apply for it means that, you know, fathers often aren't able to take the leave they wish. And the other is um, financial because, as we know, um, it's paid at a minimum wage and in many households, um, fathers continue to be the primary breadwinners. And we know this because there's, you know, it continues to be a gender pay gap. Um, so, you know, whilst there are more women um, earning and, um, in, you know, obviously increase of women also in many cases um, starting to earn as much or more than their partners, um, the majority is um, that men are still playing the breadwinner role um, and they can't uh, afford to take um, the leave at, at a um, minimum wage. Because there, there's the effect on fathers, but surely there's also a huge effect on mothers as well that intrinsically it means that if, if dads, for whatever reason, aren't taking that parental leave, then whether mothers like it or not, they, they are now seen as the primary caregiver um, and that's the way the system yes. sort of shoehorns them into that role? That's correct. And I think that's, that's the difficult bit that is hard to crack. You know, if, if we want to um, live in a society where we agree that, you know, both parents are responsible for raising children, then we need to make sure that the systems that we set up when children, you know, come into the world um, equally make available leave benefits for um, parents to be able to, to get off to a shared care start. And that's um, more commonplace in other countries. So Australia really lags the world globally on its parental leave approach and progress. Um, you know, most other OECD nations have a better shared parental leave scheme in place um, that allows couples to be able to choose how a, a part of the benefit, um, how they use, you know, are able to, to use that together. And, and that's not available here. Australia doesn't have a shared paid parental leave scheme. Are attitudes changing, at least amongst fathers, in terms of taking parental leave? Has there been um, at least a little bit of a shift in attitude over the last generation? Yeah, that's that's a good question and I think one really worth um, understanding and asking because 
yes, men want to take leave. Dads want to be able to take time off um, with their children. And I think, you know, certainly I, I've been asked that question, do men really want to be off um, with newborns and so on? And resoundingly, the answer is yes, they do. And um, most men when, in the National Working Families Survey report we did last year, um, of the you know 6,000 people that um, contributed to it, the vast majority said that they wanted to take um, time off. They didn't get as much time off as they wanted. Um, and, you know, the majority reason was often um, financial and access, as I said. So all the statistics say that, you know, fathers want to be taking the time off and they're not satisfied with the amount of time that they're currently give, um, you know, given. So as you mentioned, I think a lot of new parents would find the system as it stands at the moment to be reasonably unsatisfactory despite some of the gains that have been made. What are some of the next steps you would like to see towards that goal of parental leave equality? What are some of the the practical and realistic steps that we might see um, in the next five Mm. to ten years? Yeah, look, I think there's a big role for workplaces, for, for employers to play here because um, part of it is um, making sure for you know that they do have some um, parental leave policy in place. Now, recognising for some businesses having a paid leave benefit is tricky and difficult, um, but that doesn't mean necessarily you can't have at least an approach in terms of if, if someone in your business is um, pregnant and they're taking a break, what will be your approach to working with them during that time? What leave will you be able to extend to them? And making sure that very clearly that's um, when we talk about this, we talk about it to male employees as we do female employees. So. Um, you know, part of it is making sure that we're having really an inclusive conversation when we know the people in our workplace are having children. Um, you know, it's really common when, you know, a mother announces she's having a baby to, to get into that in a workplace around, great, okay, so what are your plans? When are you, when are you planning to go off? You know, how long? When might you be back? We don't typically have those conversations with men. Um, it's generally congratulations and that's it. Um, so we need to be having the same conversations with men, um, making it really clear that they have the opportunity um, to take some leave and that you know we as workplaces would like to support them with that. It means that um, those employers that do have a paid parental leave scheme in place, that they check their policy wording and language because the more um, we continue to use terms like primary and secondary carer and we provide a different benefit for a primary versus secondary carer, then it's always going to make couples have to decide who does the main caring load. And it really doesn't encourage this equality piece around sharing that and being equal um, in that partnership. So um, typically, obviously, as you said, women then get labelled the primary carer because they're taking the majority of time off um, and men the secondary carer. And, and that suggests that men um, you know, have a secondary interest in actually raising their children and a secondary availability um, and benefit to do so. And we really need to shift that kind of language. Hopefully a change in language and also a change in attitude as well. Emma Walsh, founder and CEO of Parents at Work, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Thank you. That was my chat, as I mentioned, with Emma Walsh, founder and CEO of Parents at Work. They conducted that massive survey of 6,000 parents across Australia last year.